The Kosovars have been victims of terrible atrocities. Their only hope was that the world would not turn away in the face of ethnic cleansing Today, the and president's killing. lawyers did what they could to influence the shape of the trial. The investigation into the high school massacre is slow moving and dangerous. The two best comedies in the 21st century um i don't know if you you guys saw this this thing oh well you know i have google alerts set for best of lists so absolutely so what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna rank every comedy on that list <laughs> and number one truly i can't think of a funnier movie uh alexander Payne's sideways yeah it's got that uh it does have that great moment where the they like get caught banging each other and then he mashes his dick against the window and think in the car. That's pretty funny. I'll give him that. It's like the only like dick smashed against a car window that I know of in a movie. Did you did you get to American Reunion? <laughs> well, I didn't watch those two. I didn't watch uh Reunion or um wait, what's the other one? Wedding. Yeah, I didn't watch Wedding or Reunion this time to just keep it. Keep it, uh, you know, in the high school and college realm. Well, but don't worry. Five, six, seven, eight, and nine. This list is crazy. <laughs> I haven't even seen the whole thing. Sorry, I'm just kind of like, what? I'm just like, wow. There's a movie on there that I had never even heard of. The one with um, Tony Soprano and uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus. Oh, yeah. That movie's actually not bad. I've never yeah, heard of that. What's it called? Uh, uh, fuck. Oh. Where's the name? Hey, Tiffany Haddish, Girls Trip. I like that one. I will say. That is a very funny movie. But Um, like, um, Freddy Got Fingered, not on there. Oh, wow. I love that movie. Good movie. Um, And neither is uh, the movies that we're going to talk about today, um, unfortunately. Not American Wedding, not American Reunion, not American Pie, uh, Girl Rule, Rule, Band Camp. Naked Mile. Naked Mile. None of those are on there. So 
guys. That one's pretty important, I've learned. So <laughs> We're going to walk you through a certain era that we all remember very well, which was the era of the teen sex comedy making its uh, reemergence in American cinema. And we're joined by our, our good, good buddy, Mike Perry. How's everybody doing? My name is Mike. Uh, yeah. I, and my views don't represent my employers or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or other projects. And shit. That's, the same, that's, the, same, that's the same warning for this, this conversation. <laughs> we're talking about AP2, AP1, mm-hmm. No American Wedding. Because I, I didn't want to watch it, and Tomcats, which I you know I can know the poster. Uh, what's Gary Busey's son's name? Yeah. Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah. From a uh, from a uh, overnight movie, movie overnight with uh, Troy Duffy, the Troy, Troy Duffy dog. That's one of like the, the like best docs like of all time. Oh, some yeah. of the like some of the lines in it that he says, and the reason I found this out because like one of our friends was like looking on zillow and there was like this insane house where like the, the video was like all these drone shots and stuff and there was like a urinal outside and stuff so we're like oh whose house is this and it's uh troy duffy My, is that his name troy duffy hell yeah that's his name uh that he's he was like selling his house like <laughs> i was just like damn like overnight sick like, <laughs> That's the only reason I'm glad Boondock Saints exists, because we got that. Did he do the sequel, All Saints Day? Yes. Yeah. Movie rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's jump into it. I know we were all very excited to revisit the boys. Uh, that includes Jim, uh, Kevin, Finch, uh, Oz, and uh, the Stiffmeister. So... Oh, Wait, Sherman. Okay, so let me let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase it. So we've got Jim, Kevin, the Shermanator, Stifler. Do you guys ever see that uh, the dude from Rookie of the Year uh, in Chicago who's in this movie? Oh, <laughs> yeah. see my bottle service clubs in Chicago. So <laughs> like Wrigleyville and stuff. Like he would be famous over there. In Wrigley, Wrigleyville, you wouldn't see him at Wrigleysville <laughs> across the street. All right. Well, we're taking you from uh, the cold, cold world of Chicago to the cinematic world that somehow straddles the sphere between Michigan, but there's a ton of uh, palm trees in the background, and that is uh, the American Pie series, and that includes Jim, Kevin, who we just mentioned, Finch, oh. Stifler. Shermanator, all these classic characters, and let's just paint paint a picture of the year that American Pie comes out. It's 1999. Everything things are booming. We got Bill Clinton in the White House. He is under a lot of pressure to reveal if you know he's been shoving cigars in spots that he's not supposed to be. We have him uh, entering us into a war in Yugoslavia, Kosovo, committing a lot of war crimes. And we have, um, I think Columbine was that year too. So 1999, it's just a really interesting year for America. And what does it cough up in the summertime? What a beautiful movie that I know we all saw called American Pie. And I guess uh, 
what are your earliest memories of the movie American Pie coming out? Because you knew that there'd be sexual hijinks and some laughs. TV spots for sure, word of mouth for sure, because there was always one kid who was able to see it or <laughs> had like parent. you know what I mean? There were like yeah. some kids who would have like, to, you know, their parents either wanted to go see these movies and like drag them with them, but they would like be constantly seeing rated R movies and like would be like, oh, yo, this isn't it, like blah, blah, blah. So, like, I think that's like a driving factor. And, you know, it's kind of like, uh yeah if, when you hear when you already know that something there you want to see it you know because you're stupid and you're like 13 and you know some of us aren't using the computer like that at that point you know <laughs> it's like a very attractive option like even though everything's secondary and you can consider that same thing for a lot of the movies of the 80s too like you know a reason to go to the theater which is sounds worse uh, when I say it out loud. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the 80s really set the groundwork. We have the Porky series. Sure. Um, Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, the Nerds. You know. um, Last American Virgin. So many. Meatballs series. Although I guess the Meatballs, that's kind of like its own thing. Right? That's like... That's a special beast that... that uh, is worth <laughs> going through, I would say. <laughs> yeah, there's so many like 80s teen comedies that are like, we got to save the camp. But weirdly, that does kind of intersect with uh, American Pie too. A little bit, yeah. Will? Um, I was, let's see, I would have been 12 that summer. My first memory of American Pie actually, and I think it, I actually heard about the movie first because my mom was talking with two of her friends after church about how appalled they were just at the trailer and uh, how nervous they were what this movie would do to kids. And that's where I first heard about American Pie because they were they were intense enough that, you know, if a trailer came on TV, they'd change the channel. They would, you know, like. You have the main character, Jim, jerking right. off in bed. Yeah. Wasn't that the trailer? It yeah. was like the opening scene of the movie? Yeah, but that's actually where I first, that's my first American Pie memory was that. And then naturally, as soon as I heard that, uh, I became real obsessed. And like Mike said, there's always the kid. Uh, his name was DJ in my town. <laughs> I went because it was so hard to like, uh, you know, we didn't have a theater in my town or anything. So it was pretty much always, unless I could get my parents to take me to something, it was always waiting for home video. So American Pie is actually one of the earliest memories I have of like the countdown to uh, the VHS coming out. Um, and we went over to uh, DJ's house to watch it when it came out. We're very excited. Mildly also, disappointed, but excited. <laughs> also one of the first unrated DVDs I remember seeing yep. uh, come out, which like, hey, you didn't get, you're obviously not going to see it in the theater. So it's like, yeah. I loved seeing that big unrated, you know, yeah. sticker over like where boobs should be because it oh, looked like if yeah. only my, if only I could get my hands on the unrated copy, then I would be set. I mean, yeah, I think that's how I saw it. it was a kid. His name was Travis, and <laughs> he, Travis's parents didn't give a shit. And so, uh, yeah, I remember the night actually. I think we had what we had rented a bunch of movies and. Um, it was that and very bad things. Oh, shit. Oh, wow, cool. 
So, um, <laughs> so yeah. And I remember we didn't get to, we never got to American pie. So he let me borrow the VHS and I, uh, I took it to my house and had to like constantly keep popping it out of the VCR when I'd like hear my mom coming. Cause I was like fifth grade. And then eventually she, she saw me watching it and was like, well, if you want to watch this, then you're just going to have to watch it with me. And so, you know, there's nothing like the scene where uh, Kevin's uh, eating his girlfriend out and you're just trying to watch that with your mom. And you're, I just remember saying, like, we don't have to watch this. We, I, I don't know if I even like it. We can turn it off. <laughs> As an adult, like, it, it, like in that scene, the only thing that's, like, shocking about that is that, like, Casey Affleck's as his older brother. And he's, like, it's, like, they set up this whole, like, sushi dinner scene. Just <laughs> yeah. for him, like, you know, do, like, I don't know, 15 minutes of work. <laughs> and then they, in the second one, actually, they do they hire him for the same amount of time. Uh, yeah. He looks like he's at a business conference. You don't really know what he does. I think that's like more fucked up than you know looking at you know watching it this year. I do love the scene where he's eating sushi because it's clear like this guy's moved on in the world. Money. Yeah, he's got money. He knows how to do the tongue tornado. You know, watching that this year, it's like an optics nightmare. You know what I mean? It's never going to happen. It's like, you know, a lot of this, too, these both movies, like, feel like you know, elements of science fiction, like, compared to reality, or just, like, how people actually talk, or how people really think. Uh, but, yeah, it's just, you know, you got to suspend your belief watching stuff like this, especially at this time. It is a movie. It's not as mean-spirited as I remember the first one being. Um, and it was interesting to watch back to back with Tomcats, which is completely on the other opposite end of that. Yeah. But, but the American Pie movies, they're kind of sweet. They're kind of sweet. Um, but it's the one part that does like after he gets done with Nadia and, you know, he blows his load on the Internet. And right. then in one. Oh, right, right. And tw- yeah, he does it twice, he blows it twice, which is pretty <laughs> incredible and definitely led me to believe that that could happen. Yeah, a true caution. Yeah. And and so then when the you know, they go to school the next day, you know, it's just suddenly like and I know there's a lot of characters. So the narrative has to be sacrificed a little bit, but just the Nadia character is completely like. Yeah, deported, right? Gets her deported. Because her sponsor family saw the video. Yeah, and I just think of this time that it came out, you know, how we mentioned, like, uh, what was going on. I'm not going to go deep into this, but what was going on in Yugoslavia. And it's like, there is this really interesting attitude they seem to have towards her Czechoslovakian character. Yeah, it's insane. And the fact that, like, at the end, she is, every like, everything's totally fine. She's been deported, but she still loves him. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, it's like nothing, you know, nothing changed. She's in the end, you know, she's in the end making him strip. She has a webcam somehow over there. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, they're back, you know, back to business. Let's set it up for two. Let's go. She's, you know, she's traveling across the country. She's back in the country. She, she says, I want this well yes they play that song at the end of the movie they play it at stifler's party when they're doing that like it's like uh the steady cam shot from 
Goodfellas when they like go through the club, but like for dumbasses, like <laughs> and yeah. Uh, back to Nadia, she had a. Uh, I wrote down her letter from two because I thought. Hold on, where is it? Give me Wait, while second. you're looking for that, I will say there is an incredible amount of steady cam shots in both movies. Yeah, yeah, they they really. Yeah, they really think it's necessary. Like, it's like a defining shot movie. Like, like, you know, no one even thinks about it. Anyway, here is the letter. It says, Dear Jim, this is from number two. Dear Jim, Chicago is beautiful, but it it would be better if you were here. I'm counting down the days. Love, Nadia. (laughs) Just looking at, you know, it is. You know, that's what usually most people react after you find out you've been put on blast to an entire school. Mm-hmm. To and somehow that Jim's dad, you know, even sees it. So it must have really made the rap. Yeah, everyone, everyone checked it out and just loved, you know, loved her. <laughs> they love what she did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. You know, they thought it was great work. You know, everyone, you know, as a real player, everyone's able to stream this thing somehow. You know, in affluent community. Well, since we're talking about that scene in particular, I think we would be uh, remiss to not mention um, there's a there's a little cameo that takes place in this scene, which esteemed band Blink-182 appearing as voyeurs to the Jim and Nadia sex video. I'm still in the dyed hair age of Blink-182, my favorite era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was actually the only thing I remembered. Like, <laughs> like the pie scene and like the streaming scene was Blink-182 uh, with a monkey. Full second version, you know, of the band. Uh, this is obviously after Jude Ranch, you know, Scott, whatever. Uh, well, one of them's got a poster for Enema of the State, I think, in the room. Oh, man, I don't remember. Enema of the State, 98, I think. I think Enema of the State is 1998, yeah. Because Mutt's, Mutt's on the soundtrack. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, <laughs> God. But dude, yeah, oh, I was going to say the like one of the craziest, there are a lot of things mm-hmm. that revealed themselves to me, unfortunately, watching the latter five movies in this franchise. But the craziest, like always there, except the most recent one, always their thing is that some dude does some crazy shit to a girl like you know like nadia or whatever and at the end of the movies the girls are always fucking stoked <laughs> like always and that it got me thinking like not that that's not you know abnormal in the world of movies whether it's like you know even old romantic comedies or film noir shit or whatever but the level that it's taken to in this franchise is pretty insane <laughs> You can also tell, like, you know, all your horrible, like, Gen X bosses, like, really, like, believed and bought into this and, like, carried it throughout their life. A total personality was born with the American Pie movies, and that is the Stifler mindset. And now Blue Lives Matter and, like, like, MAGA dudes, for sure. Like, <laughs> yes, every like dude, Stifler, yeah. Stifler has a Blue Lives Matter. I even ha- I have that in my notes. Stifler, Blue Lives Matter sticker on his car or truck or whatever. You know, he's a dude that gets ca- caught in a viral video and fucking loses his job at like, you know, the the plastic utensil factory, like as a <laughs> high up there, like office worker. You know, I mean, I feel the Stifler character like. 
how many reverberations of the Stifler character cross throughout, you know, the America's uh, fraternities, the oh, year yeah. of between 1999 and 2001. I mean, I, I can't think of a more, um, a more influential character on the male American mindset than the Stiffmeister. I feel like they're the, like, it, it's like really hard when like that type of age group and those type of guys are like the ones making decisions like at this point. Cause it's just like also like, like the age, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, you know, it's dudes with just such a limited life experience and like that stiffler mindset that are like fucking everything up, like <laughs> imaginable, you know, and we all suffer as a result. These, yeah, I would say every stiffler on this planet is in charge right now. <laughs> I would say the gyms have lost out. The gems did what what, Jesus. See, I just forgot his fucking name, even talking about it. The gems did what the person who played Jim did. They disappeared immediately. (laughs) They did. And hanging out in the new bathroom. Do you feel that there was um, an essentially a a Stifler spinoff movie with uh, his character in Road Trip? Because the character like does not go by name throughout the whole movie. And he has such stiff vibes, you know? Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah, unofficial stiffler. Maybe it was the first time they thought about, they're like, what if we did American Pie Presents Stifler's World Trip? And then last minute was like, I don't know. The world's not ready yet. I have a feeling it was like a Biodome situation, you know, (laughs) where like Biodome was supposed to be Bill and Ted 3. Biodome was better for it, though. Yeah. Brief aside, the characters are Swans fans in Road Trip. Oh, wow. Because if you look closely, yeah, there's a big Swans poster. <laughs> the red flag. All right, we're going to get to the music selections in a second. Um, all right, okay. so let's, let's talk real quick about the first one. We'll move through these. Um, well, I have to bring up the very first scene just because, you know, Will, I, we've definitely talked about this before uh, in the past, but like, I think this summer when this came out, this movie was the summer of spice for me. My parents had just gotten this Sony like TV. All right. And, you know, around like channel, like the high nineties, like in the channels for cable, like if you press up, down, up, down, up, down, like a ton of times you would get the spice channel with no sound and it was in black and white but it was crystal clear so it was like watching like the mary tyler moore show or not mary tyler dick van dyke with like uh you know the spice channel for free and when i figured that out that was like an earth-shattering hack i remember thinking oh no like i'm gonna if i turn off the tv i lose this one opportunity because if you would just go normally it would be like scrambled like how it is in the, the first scene of this movie where it just like looks like you know some like video art shit or like whatever like but it was like straight up like uh it's like the scramble porn thing but i was getting it like black and white crystal clear no sound the perfect crime and then i figured out then i figured out that if i just kept doing the up down up down thing you know it's sometimes gonna be the regular scrambled you know with sound which you know you didn't want uh but uh and then it would like get back to the black and white. You just had to kind of like do it a few times, you know, and it always go. And it was just like, 
you know, I started telling my friends about it. Everyone was fucking losing. And then one day, like around this time, TVs were starting to do that picture in picture function. And this TV had one where you can like swap the audio outputs with another channel. Uh, like I was setting the output to be like the scrambled one because that's how you get the full sound. So it would just be black and white. So then I got found. And, you know, like, sometimes I think it's, like, was the best summer of my life, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but like, also, I think it, like, kind of, like, leveled me out for it. It's, like, you know, when you eat, like, a lot of strawberry ice cream, you're like, oh, I don't want to eat strawberry ice cream for a while. <laughs> like, you know, and you just kind of forget about it. So I think it helped me become more well-adjusted, unlike uh, Jason Biggs, the opening scene in this movie, who's just, like, you know, him and all his friends are, like, closer to like the nuns and Ken Russell's the devils like you know they're all just like kind of out there in Michigan like you know what I mean like yeah just like trying to get their kicks you know the internet's not that cranking where they're you know seeing everything so it's still like you know there's they'd probably still get excited like looking at old playboys and shit from like you know the 60s or whatever <laughs> our, our generation was probably the like I feel like maybe the last of a certain generation Oh, before internet porn was way more of a thing we straddled it it straddled it because yeah, i remember just like going to school maybe fit first or second grade and like telling all my friends that i'd seen boobs on hbo the night before in uh under siege 2 oh, wow. oh yeah. i just specifically remember that and also the movie breastman with david schwimmer i remember that i remember that poster not poster but video box for sure like how i even not want to see that at that age you know uh, breast man i mean this seems like the movie for me i'm kind of a breast man <laughs> we, we, you know? uh, we did in my because i grew up in a town of 600 people and so you know we got things a little late anyway so i'm uh, just just a touch behind <laughs> everyone else uh but i remember the the first kid to get internet in town uh it was very exciting you know and he would he would uh have us all over and we'd of course wait till his parents went out on a date or some shit or whatever and just you know it was like literally typing in it's like dial-up days you know it takes a minute to type in boobs because you like hit the b and wait for it to <laughs> catch back up and all that shit but i remember that was our first enterprise is we that immediately he discovered he was like you can see any celebrity naked on the internet and so he started and his parents had a color printer and so he started printing out these pictures you know couldn't call it deep fake because there's nothing convincing about any of it but most of them were not real pictures even for movies but he started printing them out and we sold them in the gym before school <laughs> uh yeah we would just have our stack of printed color photos of in particularly one that's really crass, I remember was the Sarah Michelle Geller that's just like crudely her head pasted on a porn star body. Uh, I still remember it. <laughs> I remember uh, a big thing about like the nude celeb things being centered around the Spice Girls. Do you recall mm -hmm. any of this? I remember people being like, the, no, Jerry Spice. Yeah, She's naked on the internet. And I remember my friend being like, I saw a picture of her naked on the internet. And she's... Uh, you know playing around with a marker or something he said it looked like a sharpie i mean obviously you figure out what it is later but i just remember like in my head thinking like ginger spice has got like a marker and i was like oh you couldn't have woke everything up 
you know, we still had that mystery of life. Do you all have very strong, vivid memories of uh, LimeWire and Kazaa? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's how, that was my pipeline, Kazaa, well, Morpheus, and then I moved over to Kazaa. And obviously before that, Napster, which just like, it rocked. That just rocked. <laughs> it wouldn't be this right song title. It would be like, you know, you'd be downloading fish cover of Gin and Juice. I remember that being like, but yeah, when I figured out pictures and videos, the videos weren't not so much a thing on my end. It was mostly the pictures. You could download them quick. However, they would like haunt your computer and the whole family is like, well, what's wrong with the computer now? And you go, I don't know. And you have to figure out how to fix it and it just doesn't get fixed. Uh and you know everyone's just using a slow ass computer just like you know riddled with you know hep a hep b whatever like all for a like, naked photo of christina aguilera yeah but you know sometimes it was risk it like worth it to risk it you know sounds like we see our all we see ourselves as a bunch of gyms but does anyone here see themselves as a kevin does anyone see themselves as an oz striker as a stiff I didn't see myself in any of these guys. It just felt like, you know, I don't know. It's just like, it's just different. Like, I don't even feel like, yeah, like, they, they, like, I see myself in anyone, not even as, like, you know, whatever. But, like, we have to pick one. I don't know. Probably, uh, I don't know, the choir teacher in American Pie <laughs> 1. The very you know, polite choir teacher. I love to sing, uh, you know. <laughs> That's the, only, you know, that's the only teacher I could see, or like in the movie, you know, schools are free for all. They talk about, one teacher talks about a book in one scene and they like cut that out real quick. Like, I don't know what it, I couldn't write down what he was talking about. I didn't understand what the reference point was or I was on my phone for a minute. But I remember that. I feel like we're all a lot of the guys in the waiting in line for the bathroom who yeah. uh, coined the, coined the turn MILF. Yeah. Now that see that's a good now that now you're talking now I see that related, which also in two John Cho who's one of the guys waiting in the bathroom, uh, you know it's not gonna be a spoiler because I'm hoping no one watches these like after but you know he pees in his mouth, uh, <laughs> and you know that's one of two times I can remember that happening in a movie and the other time is in the first five minutes of cam the camera on directed and written film kill a season yeah. in the first like five minutes <laughs> yeah. well so yeah the movie moves along so now they're at this party where they meet the milf guys and they have the right after that they make this the the pact that they're all gonna lose their virginity because sherman the shermanator claims that he's have had sex with a woman the night before but we he says it was just my time <laughs> have this written down <laughs> which also i i'd like to before we get into some lines from the movie that i wrote down anything that i'm like oh that's that that sounds weird uh chris klein is that his name chris klein yeah okay uh he says illegal channels only channel it should be illegal is a lifetime supply of pantyhose uh Siffler says a line where he says, How about you locate your dicks? Uh I'll, another Siffler line, I'll see you in the no fucking section. Uh 
uh, Chris Klein goes on a date with a woman who majors in post-feminist thought, whatever that is. Uh, And now, okay, now I'm at, it's just my time. So we can uh, move forward because I didn't want to miss those. Here's one last one that Chris Klein says in the movie. How am I supposed to become this Mr. Sensitive man? Because Chris Klein figures his way to having sex as he joins the choir. Yep. And uh, he meets Mina Suvari. Um, but before that, he has the, the infamous line. Probably the biggest. I remember kids like screaming this line where he asks, he says to the woman, suck me. <laughs> the woman suck me beautiful yep. which an endlessly quotable line during this uh right before the scene i saw a mabling ad uh, an ad for a show on peacock called girls five eva and then it came back to uh first line is them talking about uh the condition of this pact being had to be valid consensual sex Good. So, uh, Good job, yeah. and then flagpole setup plays after that yeah. from Harvey Danger. Classic, great song. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember on this rewatch getting to that line and being like, "Wow, I'm surprised." But don't they clarify in that they just mean no prostitutes? <laughs> yes, he looks at Finch and he goes, "No prostitutes," <laughs> and they go, "I'm busted." Yeah. It's like you know, there's a lot of kind of like, you know, you think it's progressive, but not quite in this context and there's also uh you know not to give away anything about the end of two because we'll talk Please about it, but there, you know something happens with Stifler, uh at the end that is you know i'm sure at the time like writing it is like a progressive thing but also comes off just like crazy uh you know the opposite <laughs> yeah. two is the real heat of the meat here so like one you know, they they all go on their different paths to get laid. Uh, you know, Finch talks to um, Natasha Leone, makes a deal with her that he has a gigantic dick. Um, and it sets him up. He almost gets it, except for, you know, Stifler just giving him the, the poop Mickey. And he has to take a big shit in the school. Yeah. The poopy sounds are really good. So good. Like they're really like honestly, like I wrote it down, like poop poop and fart noises sound good in this. <laughs> it, yeah, I I want the yeah, I want the commentary on the creation of that. Like the guy who did the sound for Raging Bull, you know, and they're like, Oh yeah, we broke light bulbs and squashed melons and stuff. <laughs> but the poop the poop and the, and he blows it because he's in the bathroom right when some chicks are talking about it. Yep. So there's nothing more embarrassing than explosive diarrhea in the women's restroom. And who hasn't been there, right? <laughs> That's why I think I'm a bit of a finch because <laughs> I found myself a man of culture and taste. So anyway, he blows it. So it gets to the big dance at the end of the movie. They're all like, you know, they all have their dates. And I love the line. It's like the real moment in the movie where, they all gather at the dance and he says like, all right, so where are we at? And they all just hostily turn on rookie of the year. And they're just like, bro, it's not about sex. Like maybe I just want love or maybe it's just, you know, why do you have to make it all about yourself? And it's just, it's the real emotional break of the movie. And it sets the characters on their journey 
for the last part of the movie. Not weirdly enough, not all of them get laid. That's the the beautiful turn of the movie is they all learn to just like be happy with themselves, which would seem like a nice little coda for the movie. And it's like, well, I've all learned it. You know, like you said, Jim's at the end. He's dancing naked with Nadia, the bare naked ladies. Jim's dad loves it. He starts doing a little dance. So then two years go by and we're given American Pie 2. Now, this is the one that really just split my wig open. Oh, man. I had, you know, seen the, seen the unrated cut at a friend's house. Loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. I thought this is a great movie. Like, objectively great movie. And, of course, when 2 came out, that's a no-brainer, you know, after the success of 1. So, Throwing the money is, down. Just the guy my the time I'm like, yeah, no, like we're ready for number two. Like, bring it, like, please, mm-hmm. like, like sooner, sooner. Like, you know, the, the people wanted it. So, of course, you know, that weekend it came out, me and like, a lot of other young men and women my age, uh, we bought tickets to Tarzan and just walked into this one, sat in the very front row. No one cared. They let me watch the whole movie. Wow. The first movie I ever snuck into was Halloween H2O. Oh, wow. Watched, watched a little bit of it. The first movies I ever saw is R-rated, like, that my parents took me to were both Deep Blue Sea and uh, Any Given Sunday. Oh, oh wow. What do all three of those movies have in common? I don't, I don't know. They, they all they feature have- LL Cool J in a starring role. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. And he also, he did that. The deep blue sea song. Yes, he did. The shark's head. Deepest bluest. My hat is like a shark's fan. Wow. But uh, the the thing about the sneaking into the movies, I like. I I would go so much that I started realizing, like thinking in my head, like they don't have enough people working here to really catch me. Do this. And I realized that early on. And sometimes if you just like, and you know, this can be applied to life in certain situations, but if you just walk in, like you own the place, they'll just let you go anywhere, you know, like really and not even say anything. Like what, if, Hey, what if, you know, what if I am over 17? You know? <laughs> I never snuck in proper. Cause my, my, again, my parents were too on it. Cause we were like, if I was at the movie theater, they were there with me or they were confident that whoever's parents were there were on it. And the, the, I remember the one time we tried it is for my birthday, my 13th birthday. That was like, I want me and my friends want to go see Coyote Ugly. <laughs> of course you wanted to see Coyote yeah, Ugly. Obviously. And my and mom and dad and backed by Oprah and other people who thought it was, you know, going to do bad things to young kids said, absolutely not. So the compromise was we could go see Nutty Professor to the clumps. Oh, wow. You know, still, still slays. Um, yeah. But we go to see it and like genuinely we're having a good time laughing. But my friend Wade, I remember, uh, he was another one like DJ, kind of do whatever he wanted. He was like, come on, we got to like do Tyra Banks. And I was like, all right. And so we step out of the theater. And as soon as we're out the door, my mom was there just waiting, just waiting. And she was like, nope. <laughs> back in for the clumps. <laughs> you better get back in the clumps right now. The clumps more fart jokes and weird Janet Jackson lingerie for you. <laughs> I think we texted about this the other day. 
the clumps has that amazing like track like like tracking shot of like the buffet after the clumps are done with it yes and everything's empty except for like a full tray of iceberg lettuce and then everything else is empty like after that and that's such a <laughs> funny gag like the clumps is probably you know like you know obviously offensive but that's like a hilarious hilarious gag oh it's full of good shit I was, love was clumps on the IndieWire list Fucking if, if, if they have brains in their head, it would be. I think it's. <laughs> I think. I mean, if Lost in Translation is top, the chance of any Eddie Murphy from any era is pretty slim. I didn't even know that that was a funny movie. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, I didn't even think of that as like a funny movie. No. It's hard to stay on topic because this is all of our childhoods. Like that's the problem. Yeah, it's just funny. It's just funny. It's just too good. Okay, wait. Did you watch any others? Outside of American Pie. No, I, I only had two days off. So this is my <laughs> second day off. And I could only really do one a day because I was taking so many notes on this. Like all these notes, all these notes are stupid. Eugene Levy seems like a cool dad. That's that's one. <laughs> that should be the name of the episode. <laughs> uh, uh, fat Lip by Some 41 Plays. That's a note. Uh <laughs> Sherman says the lake house is a sausage fest. Okay. Uh, what else? I'm just, I'm just going to let my cursor roll and let's just see what, what it lands on. Got him too. Uh, somehow Chris Klein is able to run from his high school to Michigan State. They don't show him in a car. They just show him running. Uh, and, <laughs> and it's like, where are they that close? Like, they don't really, you know. <laughs> I don't really say that. you just see him running. And you know, from the it. universal backlot to Michigan State's pretty quick. Drive. Also, you just to talk about Chris Klein, Siffler, like I had never even heard of lacrosse before this movie. I didn't even know what they were playing. I never even heard of it. Uh, That's a common with his characters in this era. I, I rewatched Say It Isn't So for this also. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Christ <laughs> is right. Holy shit. I will say, though, like, the person who's in the most, though, of all of these that I saw that I never noticed, Shermanator. They forgot he was the fucking klepto and can't hardly wait. That's right. He's also great bags galore. Every time he's stealing some shit, it cracks me up. (laughs) Yeah, didn't he steal the cop car at the end? Yeah. (laughs) Must have a good agent. Yeah, whoever was getting him rolls got his ass in every fucking thing. Yeah, he was in a lot of that shit. I mean, Can't Hardly Wait really does, I feel like, set the modern groundwork for, like, American Pie. Yep. Um, well, that, was a, that was a good-ass movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's, that was like, And honestly, I didn't notice it until this watch. How much of, you know, and I love Superbad, Always Will, I think is also a good-ass movie. But I didn't notice how much directly it is Can't Hardly Wait. Wait, you mean super bad that's on the IndieWire top comedies of the decade list? Yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one now. They do influence each other. Everyone but Jason Biggs looks, and Rookie of the Year look really old. For... <laughs> yeah. I can, I can say that because I'm older than the cast members were in this movie, including Shannon Elizabeth, who I think is six years older than Jason Biggs. Uh, in this movie and also too you guys know she's a like hot shit pro poker player like that's what she does now yeah 
Isn't that crazy? She wears like those gecko, those like holographic like eyeglasses with like the gecko eyes. Whatever. <laughs> oh, it's worth looking into. Everyone uh, listening, check out. American Pie 2 is a, an hour 44 and 30 minutes of it are just montages. Like where one hash pipe's playing, uh, and deep is playing, uh, everywhere by Michelle Branch is playing. That's a great uh, montage I, moment. I thought it was Phoenix TX threesome, but it was actually the offsprings that I want you bad off the conspiracy. <laughs> of Isn't Phoebe uh, Cates in it? The Phoenix TX? If it is. Yeah. Um, uh, th- another line from two, you guys want to play some asshole? Uh, where <laughs> yeah that's the yeah that's the scene where it's right after they um they're all getting ready to do uh well in this shows they're very progressive for the time they're all getting ready to do some gay shit just so they can see some like like women kiss which is one of the funniest things today that like these guys are so horned up like that they're just putting themselves way outside of their extremely heterosexual comfort zones and are like, like honestly honestly if like you know not to bring up the devils again but if like they didn't have that internet connection they'd probably be like backing off a big candle too or something and like you know <laughs> like you know what i'm talking about so it's like i like this connection yeah just i kept thinking about the whole time like fool these guys remind me of the nuns like in this they're just like you know sitting at home you know painting model airplanes and shit like <laughs> you know, that's all they have like you know oh, like they, they can handle, you know they couldn't handle ig right now you know back then like get real along with the fact that these characters all move to the lake in that movie and all their friends seem to move there at the same time and everybody gets jobs like in the first week yeah i was like they just like and also too they're not like dressed to paint you don't really see them paint in the movie you just see them kind of like put brushes and uh paint like little paint buckets and moving around yeah american pie too like i just remember thinking like this is like I feel like American Pie 2 is the movie that was like the end goal for like finishing high school with me and my friends. It was like, yeah, we're all going to pack up and get a place at the lake and, you know, it's going to rule. We're going to listen to Alien Ant Farm and just like chicks are going to come up and, uh, you know, they, they eventually do at the end of the movie. They get their big party. They get all the chicks there. You and know, uh, they, you know, this is just a, a design thing, you know, but uh, it's a, their credits are in like a thin Comic Sans style font for like all the credits. American Pie 2, just to, you know. Uh, also a rock version of Mrs. Robinson plays. Uh, Was there any other like musical like high points from these movies that you remember like? Oh you, yes, you were you, you, you like you a huge Phoenix TX guy. Me, uh, not really, but I did like three some when it came out for the MTV movie Jailbait. Uh, they yeah. play Newfound, they play that Newfound Glory song, Hit or Miss. I think that's the name of it. Yeah, uh, you think you know you know damn well that's Hit or Miss. <laughs> didn't write all of these. I wrote the titles down. That one I didn't because I couldn't remember what it was but since we've been like talking about it, it kind of just like hit you know the plate in my head and like i'm like oh like 
hit or miss. Uh, I I don't want to talk about them because I think they're like one of it didn't one of the dudes like eat someone or am I making that up? Uh, no, he didn't eat allegedly. Someone. No, there was the dude that uh, the oldest looking member of that band. Yeah, was a uh, got got in trouble with some pedophile shit. Oh, okay. not, not so glorious. The energy of a lot of these uh, movies and the people who turned into stifflers. A lot of these bands have many a skeleton. Some forty-one gets pretty rough pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, really, all of these bands. That you know, it's the it's like when I was texting you when we first started doing this shit, John. I texted you and said something along the lines of. Like that I hadn't realized it necessarily before, but I think what happened <laughs> with all of us and then like the truly bad ones of us, of our age group and all this shit was the combination of like American Pie and Blink-182 supposedly being these nice guys, right? Like it was all the, it was all this like uh, feigning nice guy shit that led to shit like Taking Back Sunday and brand new and all these guys that are just like i'm sad but you have to do everything i say i don't know like it, it, was a, it was a it was a wild time to come up i loved duping myself to like listening to like uh i don't know if you guys remember this i remember i had the first uh uh something corporate album and oh. there was a there was a track on the beginning of it that was a track called i think like i want to save you and i just and the song is just about like some girl is getting used and this guy is going to be the one that comes in. He's, uh, I think there's even a line where he says he's got like a newfound glory playing and he's going to roll up. And I just wonder how many dudes from our generation dupe themselves into thinking like, man, I am not going to be that asshole. I am definitely <laughs> going to be the guy in the song. I'm going to be him. like all the drive through records, like the entire catalog, like, is never going to get pe- like an interview of people being like, oh, this was different. You know, you don't get like Dave Grohl being like, Drive Through Records was the label. <laughs> the label. Newfound Glory, Starting Line, who else? You know, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> or like, you know, just that, the, that, like, the, the, like, I don't know. It, yeah, you're just never gonna like hear people like talk about that in a respectful way because, like, honestly, like it's just music at the time. It's really disposable. You yeah. know, you have, like at least when I hear it, I'm like, oh, like, oh yeah, like, like my my stomach hurt. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you can really ruin your brain real quick. I feel like re-listening to that. I these movies sent me on an extremely dark, nostalgic. <laughs> for a couple days where yeah i was revisiting every bullshit thing that i had listened to back in the day and funny you mentioned the starting line because they have a, a song i was like I, I could only get through like the first two tracks of these and then just immediately like the starting line there's a great line in one of the songs where the um it's like that Migo song fight night it's a precursor to that where he says like i'm gonna beat you up so good in the sack like he'll be black and something like that which is so funny just coming from a band like the starting line if you're like a drive-through records dude you have like two paths in life like two kind of like actually three i'll say three like one you go the monster energy drink dude you got the monster energy drink sticker on your truck 
one you become one of those weird older like scene dudes that's like always hanging out like going to weird like church venues and shit <laughs> or uh, you become a rockabilly guy and it's like you can't really you know you're either the only other option is you're like you know working a job regular job but if you're like you know a little edgy those are the three paths choose one wisely you know absolutely you're you're still wearing trucker hats with like sweatbands on your arm <laughs> yeah the i love boobs uh thing yeah, how much? Uh, how many Hurley shirts did you all? Did you, you have Hurley or? I had a bunch. I had, a bunch. I had an Attica shirt. Same. Oh, I had an Attica shirt. I remember that. I mostly had like skate stuff. I never had any famous stars and strap stuff, but uh, <laughs> I definitely had Hurley. And uh, uh, what what the hell are they called? What was it called? Oh, Atticus. Yeah. Atticus. Atticus was really cool. Yep. The I remember bird. getting uh, the thing I wanted most because it always just hinged on, of course, you know, whoever I had a crush on, which was just everyone. But whatever their like creepy older boyfriends did, that's what I tried to do. It's and like I- track success record. You're seeing it in motion, you know. <laughs> yeah, it worked great. But I remember in like sixth grade, and yeah, the I'll leave her name out. You know, she's like a mom and shit now, but. The girl I had the biggest crush on, her creepy older boyfriend, he only wore billabong shit. Mm. And I remember begging my mom to take me to Paxson. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. billabong sweater. And, you know, she kept telling me no and all this shit. And then surprised me on Christmas Day with a billabong sweater. And I was so excited. And so I, I wore it, right? It was light blue. I remember it was light blue and just said billabong and dark blue. And I was so excited and I wore it to the first basketball game that was happening right after Christmas. And I walked in and the girl that I had a crush on was like, oh, you should have got one of the cool ones that just says bong. Never forget it. (laughs) My mom wouldn't let me get Billabong because she thought it was bong related. (laughs) She thought it was like drug related. And I just (laughs) spent so many hours in like Suns at the mall just being like, please, please give me this Billabong shirt. So I could really only settle for Hurley, but I did have the famous stars and straps. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big ticket item for sure. Oh, do you have any, any parting thoughts about what we grew up during, you know, what these movies did to us, all this shit? Um, you know, the teen sex comedies are, you know, diverse and woke now, including the new American Pie reboot, which I haven't seen the full thing, but I like it. You know, we definitely need this. You know, and uh, a lot of it rocks to get uh, alternative perspectives on these crafts, you know, movies that still should exist, but also shouldn't be uh, hurtful or, you know, you know what I mean? Like uh, misogynistic. So obviously, you know, having a woman fronted raunchy comedy is in vogue right now. And, you know, it makes uh, it makes all the butt hurt dude's mad you know you love to see it uh what what's your favorite song just like both of the soundtracks the tonic song you wanted more by tonic uh just the riff on that really gets you going but really they started off i mean american pie too that's the way to start it off with blink 182's uh the song what was it called it's off take take off your pants and jacket um that just really ramps me up. I might be, God, I could, it depends on when you ask me this question, but I was a, I was a huge and one of the few bands 
not few, but one of the bands from this time when we came up that I think is truly great still to this day. I'm a Harvey Danger person, you know, was yeah, my flagpole said has, has probably got to take it. He, yeah. He's got that line about, you know, I want to publish zines, rage against machines. And he says, I want to pierce my tongue. It doesn't hurt. It feels fine. <laughs> like, why do you do that? Like, why do you write that? You know what Wait. I mean? Like, yep. that, that's, the, that's the only time a line like that has ever been written. I think that might be the only like line about tongue piercing in popular music because you don't really hear about it. People kind of stopped getting the, you know, people still got it, but you know, it kind of yeah. went out of fashion a little it's bit. Like once know. it was the DVD cover for that movie 13, I feel like, yeah. like maybe not anymore. That was bad. That was bad. <laughs> and I forgot American Pie 2 had an Uncle Cracker song on it. Oh, it does? Yeah, it's a song called I'm Gonna Split This Room in Half. <laughs> and um, it's pretty good. But, uh, Mike, you, I'm gonna look at the lyrics here real quick because I just remember like, this was true. This is great. Yeah, it's um, Don't You Know Every Dog Has a Linnet? Yo, I'm about to kick somebody's ass in a minute. <laughs> well, I'm gonna split the room in half. Why'd you have to go and get my dog all mad? <laughs> which is the chorus that just keeps repeating poetry in motion yeah charm kind of life is in both movies <laughs> brian jonestown massacre song in the first one what brian jonestown the song called going to hell it's in the first one but it's like you know how can you really song id those off the top you know there's too many songs yeah yeah a lot of the prolific catalog uh, ever play, they play Everclear on the first one. I like that song. Oh, Celebrity Skin. Something, there's like a hell of funny part. I wrote it down. I can't find it, but there's a hell of funny part where there's something's happening that Celebrity, oh, she's getting eaten out in the book yeah. to Celebrity Skin. We didn't talk about that earlier. Um, <laughs> you're right. You're, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like. I think I like that one. I love that. So I love that record. Both oh, of the yeah. whole record of Ape Shit and uh, Melissa Optimar solo record. It goes crazy. <laughs> you learn about her nosebleeds on the record. <laughs> yep. The Three Doors Down song in part two, they re recorded the song specifically for American Pie 2 and changed the first two lines. They all had uh, pies on their crotches in the booth. You get in a character, like they went down to the Ralphs. He brought up okay. the you know, Sunset Studios. Just like, here you guys go. Let's get in the roll. <laughs> you know, singing to that song about him singing to the pie with the hole in it. You know? Yeah. And then, he, then they play at Trump's inauguration. So, you know, I think my whole point from the get-go really uh, turned out on that one.